Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hi. Hello. Okay, it's Friday. So how much do you wish we were at the MetroCourt event? Oh my God, you read my mind. Like I'm, I would have loved to have just been one of those background actors, just soaking it all in. I was dead. literally I was like trying to recreate it in my house, talk to the TV, not the same. But it's like, I didn't expect that, you know, it's like this event. Also, it was really unexpected that they would merge a charity event <laughs> to a singles event. The worst idea ever, but so entertaining. They, they had to, like, justify why non-single characters would be there. Or characters that would never just show up to a singles event. I loved it. It was amazing, because there's so it many was... people there. And so, once again, like, the, the event starts with kind of highlighting Brit, but they immediately go to, like, Spinelli. So, you're like, all right, this is the whole, like, Spinelli's new venture. Yes. And then they even shared the rationale behind the business. About Ellie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he thought him and Ellie were compatible, but then years later, it just didn't work out. And that's what he's trying to do. So that was really interesting to get that background and rationale for why he's doing the business. I love that so much. And then I love how his interaction with Austin went. Like, why are you here? Are you single now? (laughs) I I know. Because, like, I, I have to say, like, when I was taking notes at one point, I don't know what happened, but my brain totally farted. And I had no idea what Austin's name was. And I literally was writing notes. And I'm like, Maxie's guy. Because I just didn't know at all. Old Franco. <laughs> yeah, I was like at a loss. So like Austin's there, Spinelli's like saying hello, being like, why do I have to entertain another one of Maxie's whatever is, is kind of the deal. And for yes. all we know, it's like the thing is Spinelli has access to the software and it's occurring to me right now, like, has he run it? Has he run it on like someone on Maxie on something? I don't know. I'm curious as to what what Spinelli has actually been doing but so Brit's there and at one point she was scanning the room and I thought it was weird because it's like she's looking around this is before she gets fun she's scanning the room (laughs) and she scans to Chase to Dante and then Austin so I thought that was I thought that was just weird generally well I think maybe she's looking at them like no 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 like she's like there's no one here Exactly, like we're already in her headspace before she out loud says it. <laughs> As yes. to eliminating, why am I here? What is the point? These people are not for me. And then I loved, okay, so like, look, there's there's nothing like Brad and Britt. Like nothing oh, like best, it. The best. This was, because the thing is, they give them their moment, usually when they do that, um, the commentary for the nurse's ball. But this yes. was freaking brilliant because I really felt like, because, hey, Last week when Brit, we had that favorite line of Brit was Nicholas where she got really silly. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'll, I feel like they're really giving them space to kind of do their thing because Brit's really got it. And so does Brad. Like they just have amazing chemistry. So it starts with amazing, funny moments when she's all drunk, shocked to see Terry. And then she tells Brad there's some kind of like there's a waiter that's looking at you or there's an attractive. There's, no, there's waiter. a hot waiter. There's a hot there. waiter. <laughs> hot waiter over there. And just Brad going, like, where? And he goes. He doesn't even wait for her to answer. Like, the whole thing, the timing of it, everything, all comedic elements present. And even funnier was Terry's reaction just added to the whole thing, right? Because 
Brad and Britt are in their world doing their thing. Terry's like, what is going on? And honestly, <laughs> I actually started to wonder how much that scene or whatever happened was unexpected because Terry looked genuinely shocked and it really looks like she's looking away at other people. Unless she's just, like, you know what I mean? She very well could be an excellent actress and it's exactly how it was scripted, but it just looked so good. Okay, so I was thinking a lot of that with Brit's kind of, it felt like she was ad-libbing a little bit. Because there's a scene, maybe a couple of days later in the week, where she does kind of an air kick to Cody, but it's in Brad's direction. And it looked like nobody else knew what was going on. It was just like a her and him thing. <laughs> but that's, I, like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I kind of wonder, you know, in soap operas, we know that they give them one take. But I am kind of wondering if they gave them liberties because it's different. It's different than what you would expect. It's complete and pure utter comedy and I love it like I love how it breaks it up I love how refreshing it was and like while a lot of this was like the the amazingness between Brad and Brit what I kind of liked it was making me excited is as sad as I am for the whole Terry Chet thing and I was honestly kind of shocked that it started and stopped and the Chicago thing was a real thing but like in real life he's actually moving his family out of LA Yes, I read that. So, So I was like okay so it's actually over but like what made me happy is that Terry adds a really funny thing, right? Her reaction to them. And my excitement was the fact that she would be pulled into the Brad Britt trio. Exactly. And she's kind of a logical one. So she doesn't really understand their thing yet. But she obviously has a very soft heart for Britt. And they're building this beautiful friendship. And yeah, I think the three of them will be freaking hilarious on a night out. And that's the thing. Like, Brad didn't have the best first impression with Terry. But that kind of got better, I think, toward the end when he showed that he was willing to start from anywhere. So having these more social moments really adds to it. It might increase his chance at some point getting back into the hospital. But I loved I loved how, like, Bridge just getting more and more out of control. And that scene with uh, Maxie. <laughs> what oh. part? <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like the, my like Johnny loved it. I mean, he's used to that level of crazy, so he like loved it. And I think we were all shocked to see that <laughs> that amount of funny on a soap opera when she was like, um, "I'm here because I'm single." She was like singing that. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, this is the best thing ever." And then she's flossing, and Maxie's reaction is even better. And once again, once again. <laughs> Terry does an amazing job at reacting to all of this, right? Reacting to the dynamics because Brit's acting so silly. And Maxie just looks at her and gives her a five. She's like, I am still going to be friends with you after this. And even Terry's reaction to that was amazing. Like, I loved it. I loved it. Oh my God. Brit was on point. She gets all my leg drunk stars for this. She did the whole drunk thing so well. The you know, taking the tray from the waitress. Uh, what else was there that she was doing that just killed me? The way she was talking to Drew, their interaction was really funny because he's trying to be all serious, but she's already pushing the edge at this point. I know, and she was kind of asking him if he was there kind of looking, and I think I that he indicated <laughs> no, and she was like, well, this sucks because you were kind of a potential. And then when she launches into her whole speech, but you know what? Okay, obviously you have to notice this too. Spidelli keeps, he has like his eye on Brit, right? Yes. Okay, like a plan for Brit. Well, I think it's because he sees her as his biggest challenge. If he were to find somebody for her, that would be the ultimate ultimate success story for his business. Because she's such a cynic. But I thought his whole plan was Cody falling from the sky, not just the marketing ploy. I actually Um. thought that he was like, okay, this is not going well. I thought he like actually did that strategically 
for Brit. Interesting. That's what I was thinking when I was watching that. And I was laughing even more because when she starts going into that rant and that speech about like, there's no one in this town that's available. I'm like, she's not wrong. We've got the <laughs> script. Everyone's taken at this time. And then she was about to say something like falling from the sky and then boom. And I loved it like this. Like I could have never in a million years predicted this, right? The fact that they wouldn't stop, you know, okay. First it was like harping on like Jason harping on her love life everyone's harping on her love life okay here's a stating site not in a million years that i think that they were going to start to build and tie in this storyline of like brit connecting with spinelli spinelli is really taking a different turn in his life and this new venture using this to like pull in other characters like never in a million years did i think that's where all this was going no and it's fascinating to me because yes brit's story and her character and yes spinelli it's like not that don't get me wrong, I don't think they're secondary characters, but they're not like the Carly, the Jason, the Sunny, the like quarter mates. They're like yeah. they're there, but they're kind of floating around in the middle. And the fact that they're getting all of this right now is like so amazing to me. No, I love it. And so then um Spinelli is like dodging Sam, who's just that question. <laughs> she's a question machine. Oh she's she's a private eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What's that? What's that saying? The one that Dante said. Oh, oh my God! I don't know. The, th- the thing you say when it's like, "Cause I'm a dog," <laughs> like it's not that. Like it's a, a it's hazard. A pro- no, it's like, a, is it like when it's like the product of your job? Like the fact that she's so inquisitive and she's a PI. Yes. Yes. What's I mean, that yeah. say? What's that saying though? <laughs> Me. I know. Oh, that's gonna drive me nuts. It's gonna drive me nuts. Just hazard of the job. Okay, I'm gonna stop. But everybody gets it. So this guy comes in and like Dante's bugging me. Like he's been really like uptight lately. Oh my god. And it's like right? bugging me. First he goes to a party. Like it's supposed to be fun. Like you're wearing a like relaxed shirt. You're on like a rooftop, okay? And and then you're all like, Drew, can I speak with you? I want to make sure that you're gonna leave my daddy alone, okay? Like the whole, that. Like I was like, Dante, like what are you doing? Like Drew, I love how Drew is. I love how Drew is because he's very much like, what are you talking about? Like I'm gonna right. keep a massive distance between you and your crazy. I won't jump into anything. <laughs> Just walk me through what all your stresses are, okay? And I'm gonna sit here and have to deal with it, I guess. So he has that <laughs> conversation there. And then I don't find him to be all that friendly with Brooklyn. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that they've known each other a long time. But remember when he was talking crap about her when yes. him and Chase and, like, Brooklyn overheard? And mm-hmm. so it's not that I disagreed with, like, what he told Brooklyn at the event. Kind of just saying, like, there comes a point where you can push people too far. And obviously someone pushed Dante way too far. I don't know if it was that undercover mission or his, mm-hmm. like wife ending up in a coma and being engaged to someone else. I don't know what pushed him so far. His <laughs> grandfather dying and then his dad going to his dad. I don't know Who what knows? is up his butt. Like, what is up his <laughs> butt? Okay? <laughs> but, like, I found him, like, a little rude. <laughs> okay, so I, I wrote down, he's a terrible Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't raise him to Olivia like that. That's not how you Olivia. No, not at all. I'm no. really disappointed. It's like intrusiveness with love. It's like coded in love. That was like coded in annoyance. Like Chase asked me to do him a solid, so I'm here to kind of help you guys get together. <laughs> Stop pushing him. He'll say, <laughs> one day, he'll never come back. 
I hope that helps. <laughs> you love birds. Connect. <laughs> and then he went back to his regular wow. song. Daddy. Well, daddy. <laughs> I know. It's like you're at a party and you're still thinking about your dad. Like, okay, whatever. So then, like, we come to know this guy. Like, so then Cody. Cody's in there. You know, he fell from the sky. He's all in a pool. Mm-hmm. And Dante's like, get out of the pool. Do it faster. You have five <laughs> seconds. Five seconds to dis- like to get unknotted. Like what? Like I mean, he sounds like me with the kids. Like I'm like hurry up. I'll give you five seconds. <laughs> like, and so then he gets out and he's like Cody, and I'm like, you have a friend. And I'm like, right? first, first of all, that was like a shocker. I'm like, okay. Same. And then and then it was interesting. All of those things that it was coming out of Cody's mouth, you know, challenging him <laughs> being a cop. Like seriously, you being a cop, like insinuating things about Dante and his past. And like, th- like honestly, like this is where I think it's going. But I think it's a really clever and different and interesting way to kind of, if this is all about giving Dante that full dimension, pulling him out of that black and white space. I hope that's what it is because what he is right Fingers now is crossed. kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, because it's like with Chase, it was like his experience with Brooklyn, you know, yes. and with his brother, actually. It was like things like that that kind of pulled him out because because Chase was also like that black and white, which is why he arrested Brooklyn like that many times. <laughs> True. And so Dante has never grown from that, right? Like Chase has not been on the show as long and they already kind of moved him from straight and narrow out of that box. But, like, Dante stayed there. I mean, Jordan. Jordan has also stayed there. Yes. In yes, that PCPD box. So I'm I'm kind of, like, wondering if this is what it is. But there's a lot of insinuation about who Dante was. But there's also all of these things that Dante is saying, like, about this guy. Like, he never stays in one place too long. He's mm-hmm. good. Like, Sam. Like, amazingly good at reading people. Question oh, yeah. after question after question. And he's like, you ask a lot of questions. She's like... Yeah, more questions, more questions. I was like, stop. And then, like, literally right after Dante's like, yeah, he's good at getting trouble. She's like, I know. Okay, so I think I want you to have a job where my son hangs out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, what is happening? And then, like, Dante's trying to pull her out of this whole idea. And then Cody says something like, Dante's always got my number. I, I would be like, you have the same number since you were in high <laughs> <elementary> school? <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, Dante's saying he's trouble, and that guy's yeah. saying you used to be trouble. And Sam's like, everything is amazing. Want to come for dinner, hang with my family, get real close, okay. go background check. Like, what? Because she was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, included in his world. I, like, met a friend that I didn't know existed. <laughs> Even better, even better was like, how did you two meet? It was hilarious watching them try to say that story. My ex-husband's was best friends with his dad. I also slept with his dad. <laughs> I had a baby with his dad. They didn't go into too much detail. I know I loved it because I was waiting for how this story was going to go. But it killed me because we talk about this stuff all the time. So I, I like the way they kind of played on that. Like if they were they- listening to us. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. Like, he was like, she's been a, a close friend of the family for so long. Like, such, so close to the family. So close that we share <laughs> actual family. Like, in a way, you could call us family. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay, but this Cody guy, I love some of the comments that Brad made about him, too. Like, I don't okay. care what his name is. As long as he's shirtless, he could be called... What did he call him? He's like, his name could be Elmer, and I don't care. Basically, he wants a piece of Cody if he could have it. <laughs> but I loved how Brit, like, 
instinctually she's like no 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 like I'm into it I was like what <laughs> and then she backtrack and then what she was saying was so funny what was she saying oh my god she was saying something about um I don't care if I have to sue him for everything he has every stitch on his clothing like, er- yes yes everything, yeah <laughs> sue his clothes off <laughs> Sue's pants off. So I thought it was funny oh. like that they're making, right? Like they kind of made a joke and play on that whole thing. Oh my god, that's so funny! I totally messed up. I'm gonna sue the clothes off of you, all of them, all the pieces. You want to wear a three-piece suit? Suing it off, just suing it off. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah, it's true. That is a saying. Sue the pants off you. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it now. Yes, I can't wait to see where this guy is gonna like fit into the landscape of things <laughs> and what trouble he's gonna get into. Sunny trouble, apparently. Oh, one hundred percent. Your father is the coffee importer of the oh. Corinthos bean for real. <laughs> I love me some beans. <laughs> so, so funny. Okay, less funny at the event was like yes. Maxie, like the little scene that she had with Austin where she's talking about her kids and he's like, yeah. oh, I love it when you talk about your kids, but don't bring them around me. That's what it was. <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. Like we said that the last time they're together and Georgie caught them, like that whole thing is going to break them up. It's only a matter of time because I just can't see how they're going to mesh together. Yep. I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> concerned about that because she's really kind of fixed on this idea that like love is out there, second chances, we all deserve to be happy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you're happy. Okay, good to know. Like, wasn't aware. And what's concerning me is that we talked earlier about like Dante saying if you push Chase, you know, he might not come back. Like you could push things too far. And I'm starting to wonder if they're pushing the Chase Brooklyn thing too far. It like make sense. out. Like, oh my god, already. that's what I put in my notes. I'm like, oh my god, I don't care about Link, make out right. And also, did you notice this? Okay, so yesterday was Thursday, so then Tuesday, she's wearing a two piece pink and red. Mm-hmm. Then Thursday, it looked like she was wearing all red, and then Wednesday, and then Thursday, she was back to wearing a two piece. Did you notice like her outfit looked different? Oh my god, no, oh, okay. <laughs> So just I guess to they film like, them in different scenes. Yeah, I would. That sounds really logical. Like I would assume that. Idea. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this thing on the internet. It's called yeah. mood lipstick. It's not called mood lipstick. It's just it is mood lipstick. I don't know what it's called. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, could you imagine? Like your outfit just changes. Uh, so I'm gonna like uh, fact check my eyes and uh, take some pictures and post them and see if that's what happened. Okay, but with Brooklyn and Chase, are you surprised that he changed his mind to help her out? Um, no, because like, okay, no, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm <convincing laughs> yourself right now. <laughs> okay, this because this is what I'm thinking. I don't think he's agreeing to help her in Brooklyn's way. I think oh, there's yeah. many of ways to do it, and I think I will help you, but it means that we can maybe have more than one conversation about it, where I kind of come up with a smart way of doing it. That doesn't compromise me. Exactly. And I think it's, I mean, that's why I put make out of my notes because they're getting so heated about all this underlying stuff. All the energy is going into the wrong thing and the wrong yeah. subject. So it just keeps coming out all bonkers. But I'm glad they're going to keep working together, at least that. But when she just gave that quick little hug and dash, I was shocked. Yeah, like she was being so understanding because he didn't want her to be understanding. He wanted her to be like, screw your brother. And just hang <laughs> I out. I know. <laughs> 
hang with me. But then she walked over and put her arm around Brit Brit. That was confusing because I loved it, but I'm like, how do they know? How? What is their closeness? Me, me too. I think it's like through Maxi and just the okay. fact that they're both like similar, maybe. That's what I figured. And they were in that whole, she was supposed to be a part of that whole like baby, baby. hiding situation. So like there's a trust built there, but I loved it because it felt almost like we got a behind the scenes glimpse of, we know they're actors, but it felt like in that moment they were actors, not on camera. Do you know what I mean? Off camera. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> but not their real people <laughs> self yet. <laughs> okay. So this is what would happen if we, if, if like Port Charles still happened when we closed our eyes at night. Exactly. Like they be friends. They I get it. We don't know this, but we just got like, whoa, let's like put her arm around her. I get Anything. it. I get it. Thank, you. Thank I, God I, you get me. <laughs> I do get it. And Not that's exactly, you know. <laughs> that's what I feel. And honestly, I just like the throwing together of all these people. I think it was really awesome. But do you know, like what I was like thinking in my, like in my head, <laughs> that's, that's where a lot of it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where some of it happens. Um, so like, so like, what does that make Willow? And Brit, are they cousins? Oh boy, oh boy, you're gonna hurt my head now. Okay, <laughs> so because because Brit, yes, and Nina, yes, share a brother. Okay, so basically what happened was, is that Nina's mother is Madeline. Okay, yes, Madeline's sister is Liesel. Right. Liesel gave birth to Brit and to to James. But she gave James, she gave Nathan to the sister to raise. So technically, so they're, uh-huh. Nina Nina was raised, like, they were raised as brother-sister, when in reality, Nathan is Nina's, like, cousin biologically. Yes. But they're brothers. And to Brit, you know, Nathan was also her brother that she got to know. So, if Willow is Nina's daughter, then Nathan is sort of like her uncle. Cousin. And, yeah, uncle-cousin. And then, like, Brit would be her cousin cousin. Like, I think they call those second cousins. I just like to say it the amount of times. (laughs) (laughs) It's my cousin cousin cousin. (laughs) Cousin cousin twice, twice removed. (laughs) No, you you just say cousin cousin. That's what they mean. Just cousin cousin. Say cousin cousin. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) This is how we go over in time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that, so, okay. So, to Willow. Uh, this is all that was, which is a segue from Brit to. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay, so like Willow was getting my star. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday or Monday. Um, <laughs> it was early in the week, and I was yes. like, "Wow," because you're saying so many things, and I like all of it. Uh, <laughs> Because well, also, I love the whole thing Willow was saying. Oh my god, well, I did write this though, because you know when she like grabbed her arm and yes, it was very sir. dramatic, but then I could not stop laughing because then Nina tried to like grab her arm too. It felt like when my kids fight. And it totally like, you let go. Was, no, you let you go. Let go. And they let go at the same time and their faces, I was dying. But that was hilarious. Grabbing your already grab like anyways, that <laughs> that thing was funny and she got like a really good grab willow. Like I love it. Like mm. that mama bear is really coming out. 
you know, and I thought the conversation was interesting, that whole nature nurture debate, especially with we know what's happening, you know, saying the yes. apple didn't far, far. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, the double far. <laughs> They're cousins. So <laughs> far twice, twice, twice as far, twice as far. Um, from the apple of the tree, and so and, and it was, and it was interesting her saying that to like Nina, given that she's her daughter, and it was just like Carly's face in the background, all proud of the way that Willow was like telling off Nina, and then like the way that Willow spoke about everything, because the thing is, this this has been a long time coming. Yeah, Willow has a history with Nina, so it was really interesting giving the will giving Willow a spotlight and actually getting a chance to articulate from beginning to end and making this complete picture of what is Willow's experience of Nina, and also it feels really validating to hear them literally say with really great words everything we've noticed in terms of Nina's behavior so also that has been really satisfying lately is having all of that articulated so just saying things about her experience when she starts talking about her past saying that like you know when Nina was like I thought we we moved past it she's like no I moved past it I made the Mm -hmm. choice to move past things despite how you actually treated me I gave you chances And at the same time, I guess I never really realized the role both Nina and Nell played in kind of messing with Willow and her baby. Because remember this, like we all know what Nell did with her baby. But then I remember it was night at the nurse's ball and Nina was being really, really epic toward um, Willow, like really quite rude. And Mm -hmm. then she overhears a conversation and, you know, like Nina, like, oh, you're a mother, like, reacting when she realized that, like, Willow had this baby, and then, like, their argument is what tips Shiloh off to the fact that she oh, really yes, didn't have this kid. Yes, so just, So just interesting the role that they kind of played. Um, but at the same time, it was really hard watching Nina, and, like, once again, Sunny just doesn't see the smirks she throws at his family or any of the things that she does, right? He only sees, like, one side of her. And, like, what I loved a lot about what with Willow, because now, now we're actually hearing it from the perspective of, like, a mother, you know, not to say that there's anything invalid about what Michael has said. When Willow talks about her devotion, like, as a mother, mm-hmm. to like, about Wiley to Nina, and Nina's like, I'm doing the same. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you actually comparing the love, the devotion, the sacrifice of a mother, somebody who's with this child day in, day out, to your two visits in the nine months that you stole Sunny? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how delusional are you where she's literally putting her status in Wiley's life as equivalent to that of Willow? It was so hard to handle that part. Like, and even Michael said to her, you know, he... Wiley doesn't know any better. Like after the court case and the proceedings are done and she tries to do her last ditch effort to beg. And then Michael says to her, basically like Wiley doesn't know any better. And and that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, you keep putting this in such a weird messed up way. Like you're thinking that Wiley's missing it. If you va- valued that relationship so much, as people keep repeating, you wouldn't have been gone for so long and seen him twice in his whole entire life. One time messing it up entirely. And the second time hiding his grandfather. Like, what is that? Well, it's the same warped way that Sunny sees it, right? They're like, you, you don't want Wiley to turn around and think this or think that. And it's like, look, the thing is with Wiley is that the parents don't say or do anything that's not age appropriate. 
you exactly. spoke to Riley in a way that wasn't age appropriate and gave information that was difficult to process, like saying Willow is not your mother. Meanwhile, when Riley was at the court with everybody, looked at how everyone spoke about the court case. No one yeah. mentioned Nina. No one said anything about Nina. So there's also that, that reality point. that like Michael knows he's been in that place and he knows he'll have explaining to do later, which is why I don't think at all that Michael and them would go out of their way to vilify Nina because they know exactly what will happen if they do. I found it all really interesting because, you know, compare that to the conversation that Nina and Sunny are having where Sunny is like begging her to stay in all this baloney. She sees it in such a specific way, like her narrative, even though I love how wildly out of whack it is <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you compare it to you know exactly what you're saying like I truly believe that Wiley will get the basic information like this woman is related to you because of this uh, she's a person that we chose not to have in your life but you think like Nina really thinks she's that important that Michael and Willow will spend every single day saying this woman is evil these are the yeah. things she, they're gonna write a book they're gonna read it to him every night like it's so wild to me that like her perception of the actual events that will occur and how important she is in that circle. And I think when the time comes, they're not going to stop Wiley from going to Nina. They're no. going to say what they have to say, but that's the whole point. Like, Wiley will be old enough, and they're planning for that. They know this. Michael knows. He'll have to answer for things. But, yeah, yeah it was just really warped watching um, Sunny. Part of me wishes this, because Sunny went to go see Phyllis, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish Phyllis was in the courtroom to get a full picture. Know. Because there is no full picture of this whole Nina situation. And it's not like Phyllis will stop loving Nina, right? She loves her and is, she's this fragile person. It's some, someone that she loves but also feels guilt about, you know what I mean, in terms yes. of the pain that she feels. And, like, once again, this is what kind of drives me nuts. Um, it was Sunny when he was talking to Phyllis. When he was talking about, like, he wouldn't let a loving grandmother get cut out of her grandson's (laughs) life. And he used my, like, this argument that I hate the most. No one's perfect. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. I'm just like, okay, one, is she as loving as AJ was? Exactly. Oh, my God. Thank you. Just curious. But also just this idea of, like, no one's perfect. It really speaks to... You know, how Sunny knows Nina, right? Because Nina mm-hmm. has never really, like Sunny, I mean, hasn't really ever seen like how Nina treats people or sees that full picture, right? He has this very watered down version of her, right? Because she does things like, um, I didn't say nice things either. I'm not perfect. I'm the one who created all this. That's the only version he sees. He hasn't actually seen her in action. He hears the watered down versions like I attacked when, I attacked people when I'm backed into a corner. But he has not seen the altercations and how vicious and and like distorted she is when she kind of attacks Michael and Willow and how easy it is for her to attack Michael and Willow. Yes, I can't like I can't wait for the day that he does see that side of her. And look, if they still choose each other, by all means, choose each other. But the whole point is, this whole concept of, like, true love or being together, like, the word true is there. There has to be some genuineness. It's not even just about being true to each other, but even honest with yourselves. And both those individuals, like you pointed out, Nina has, a nar- like, a narrow perspective and a narrow narrative, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of this whole thing. And so does Sunny. He has a very fixed and and limited scope of how he chooses to view things. So it's like, again, neither of these people are being fully honest. Nina got slightly close. She got slightly close. 
because at the hearing she made Scott stop because I have to say like Willow's speech on mm-hmm. the stand was so compelling so compelling oh. the way she was straightforward in the examples she gives and how she defines being a mother in you know in terms of Nina's actions toward Michael and how she feels about that and even the judge kind of said this uh, and this highlighted this concept that at the end of the day no matter what happens it's the parents of the child that are that have to deal with the consequences of like anything basically like they're the ones putting in all the work and whatever the damage is their responsibility not nina's right and like Mm -hmm. and i loved how willow was able to kind of quickly conceptualize and articulate what nina is doing right like she acts like a jerk and then when she doesn't get her way she comes back and she begs and she does this whole back and forth dance like willow did not leave anything untouched in terms of Nina's character or patterns or tendencies, behaviors. She really like touched on all of it during the court case. Oh, it was incredible. It's things we've been talking about for weeks. It's things, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, it was just very well articulated and it was just really amazing that it came from Willow. I think it was important for her to be the person to have said it. Yes. And like other things there too, that I thought was interesting was, you know, when Diane spoke to Carly and talked to her about like, keeping it together during Sonny's testimony. Um, Mm. It was really subtle. We talked about this last week about the fact that like Diane might be a lawyer and Michael was saying, you know, like you never lose your cool. But the point is she has a personal relationship with Sonny. She has a personal connection to the family. She is loyal and devoted to them. I remember they're her like number one, right? Like as in she'll take any call and do any case for the Krentos family. And um, when she says this to Carly, I know what that cost you. Yes. To keep it together because I feel like it cost her too. So I thought that was like a really subtle exchange that acknowledged Carly's pain and validated hers because Sunny is invalidating everyone else's perspective, but also highlighting Diane's own personal perspective on the whole thing. Oh, it was such a beautiful way to wrap up that scene with Carly and Diane being like, the the matriarchy like the two major women in these people's lives right now yeah i i absolutely loved it it's funny because like i could see diane leaning more toward them ultimately um and i don't know right on what level sonny will call on diane in the future he might end up calling on scott for all we know is all he'll have Um, oh my gosh like i mean look the whole thing about nina i will say this you know when the whole court case was over i just felt like well what is she gonna do with her life now Because a lot of her life has been focused on Carly, right? For nine months, a lot of her actions kind of started out that way. She had project after project to kind Mm -hmm. of distract her. And that's the problem with Nina. You know, like today, Sunny's like, that's your pattern to keep running away. And I'm just like, you know, she's focused right now, like Friday's episode, like, you know, it, it hurts too much to be around like all this wily stuff and, you know, losing, losing him and how hard it's going to be not to be part of his life. But it's like, you've, you've kind of not been a part of his life for a long time. Like, this isn't about Wiley. If from the very beginning, you processed mm-hmm. your feelings about Nell, like yes. you have grieved a daughter your whole life. You've grieved a child your whole life, basically. But now your child became this fully formed person and you found out who she was. And it was Nell. And that's complicated. And all she could do is water things down like she did with Sunny, like in terms of her behavior. So with Nell, she watered it down and said, you know, she was a troubled young woman. You know, you you needed and deserved to take the time to actually process who Nell was and her connection to you and what it feels like to lose her and what it felt like to interact her. But she didn't. She ran away to Nixon Falls. She has been avoiding grieving 
Nell as her daughter, right? She, you know, she's been yes. grieving this idea for a long time, but she hasn't fully processed her pain when it comes to her. And it's like, if you had just processed this, but instead what she's been doing to cope is just creating chaos. And the court case was kind of the last thing to focus on, was the last bit of chaos that she could kind of ensue. And now that's over. And she was going to run away again. And it's like when Sonny's talking her down and telling her, you have to like prove to Wiley how much you love him. It's like, no, love has never been the issue. It was acknowledged mm-hmm. in the courtroom. We acknowledge her love for him. It's just that her actions are erratic and they're not healthy. And so it's not about proving to Wiley you love him. It's proving to Wiley and yourself that you can, you know, deal with your stuff and find a way to show people that, you know, you're not the same person anymore. Because all you're doing is jumping from, like, crazy chaotic thing to the next just to avoid the pain of losing Nell. And if she had only processed this, then she could have been in a place to develop a relationship with Wiley that was just about Wiley and not through the lens of this life she was trying to make up for. And Nell. And Michael had warned from the very beginning, like, she needs to kind of process this Nell stuff, and she hasn't. And she never Mm -hmm. did. And what sucks is we're tipping the scales, right? We're tipping the scales. We saw Nina Sob's story. Never got to meet my daughter. Now I'm losing him. And then Carly, you know, not none of this information was new in terms of how Willow or Michael felt about Nina. You allowed Willow to vent. I truly thought when they were alone, she would have said something. And I even paused. I was so hopeful. <laughs> I was so I hopeful that Carly would tell both Michael and Willow. And she had the envelope. And I paused it. I'm like, hey, okay, if this was me, this is what I would do. I would tell Willow. I would say, look, I got your DNA and I got the DNA. <laughs> Of, like, who your mother was, okay? And I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to upset you. But, like, I ran a DNA test and it turned out your mother did tell me the truth. And this is what it is. Like, I would have just started by explaining what what I did. And I would have just freaking told her in the courtroom. And I get it. I get it. They've been through a lot. There was a victory and you want to let them have this. But there never would be a really good time. And I just, I I think that it would have been, like, I, I really wanted Carly to say, and I wanted it to be a Willow thing, right? Willow's choice and decision yes. about what she wanted to do with the whole Nina thing. I would have been content with me, with her like not telling Nina because that would have been interesting, right? Willow's coming into her own. She's being this mama bear. And now she's in the situation where she actively keeps the secret from Nina for who oh. knows however long she feels like doing this. Because the thing is, Nina's logic about like getting even with Carly for the Nell stuff, it's so not equivalent. It's beyond delusional. But yes. unfortunately, what Carly did is straight up an eye for an eye, even Steven to what Nina did, right? Nina's rationale was Sonny didn't want to know and then no. didn't say. This is literally the exact same thing. This is the same where Willow is saying, I don't want her in my life. Dunzo, she's gone. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm, like, I understand, right? It's a soap opera. And this is logical. I mean, what do you think? Do you think Drew knows she's lying? Also shocked that she tries to lie to him? It was really disappointing. Like, I was very much hoping, like you, that she would give Willow that power back. You know, add to me, I saw it as adding to that success, giving her another piece of information that would allow her to take control after everything that's happened with Harmony, after everything that happened in the courtroom, and give her a path of her own. Um, I do think Drew knows, like that little smirk that he gave to her and the look on his face, like I feel like he knows and he's just going to give her a minute 
but then confront her with it because Drew's not one to just kind of play along, especially when it comes to Carly. I feel like their relationship is very open and maybe he'll be the person that pushes her to say the truth. But I agree. I was just like, why, why this? I get it. It's poor Charles, but I wanted it to just kind of come to a close and Carly not have that information anymore. Yeah. Like it's not good. I don't like the way it's going because now you're, you're creating this scenario where now it's like, Michael and Willow will lose something and Nina will kind of rise back up. And I just like, I'm I'm not into it at all. Like, like after, like, especially after the whole court case and everything they've been through, like it's like zero lesson learned. Like, are you joking? So that's what I don't like because we've talked about how Carly has grown. And we talked about like how Ava's grown and we talked about how Nina has that journey ahead of her. And that's what kind of bugs me is that it would have been more consistent with, let's say their growth. Yes, if she had just absolutely. told her, well, be, you know, but I get it, right? It's more dramatic if things keep tipping and changing, right? Keep showing you like the different, um, that people can be in different positions all the time. Fair. And that there's a lot of gray area. What I, w- what I will say though, is that, okay. So Chad, the actor who plays Michael was talking about like how the actor who replaced him did a really good job. Hope he comes on the show as like whatever. And then like, I watched like the second day he was performing, like when he talked to Drew and I was like, damn, the guy was amazing. He knocked it out of the park. He did an amazing Michael. Like, I'm sorry, but of all replacement people, like, wow. Oh yeah. He was on point. I was so into it. I didn't, like, he didn't skip a beat. I He very much had, like, it was almost like he was shadowing him. Because even some of the ways he was saying the words and his expression was very Michael-like. It was, it was on point. And so I was like, okay, well, like, I, like, the whole time I was watching, I'm like, he's so good. He's so good. Because, like, for you and me, it's like, as long as we watch the show and you don't pull me out of the character, yes. then it's like, it's all good. Like, even when the new Nia started, yes, it was very different. But, frankly, she didn't pull me out of the story. It was all good when we had, like, this Nina. And so, like... That I thought was freaking amazing. And I'm like, no wonder he said it'd be great if he came back, like, in another capacity. And I really hope he does. Like, he was freaking awesome. Um, not such a great actor, though, is Nicholas Cassadine talking <laughs> about the bats in the wind. I knew you were going to go that. Oh. I could not stop laughing. Just and, and there was, like, he did a live today with Maurice. Oh. And they spoke for a couple of minutes, and I logged on. And by the way, I told them they're both amazing. They didn't respond to me, but I put it out there. (laughs) They know. They heard. They know, right? And he, the way they were talking about each other's characters, and he's like, yeah, I'm just like this great character. And he kind of pulled the same silly face, and it was hilarious. Like, he's such a good actor, and he just pulled off that, like, dozy Nicholas scene so well. It was so funny. I did want him to get caught, but in the middle of all that tension, that did make me laugh. But I just, okay, I love this, you know, like, Ava and Spencer are looking for two people. Uh-huh. You walk up to an end of a hallway and you hold <laughs> a jacket for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And at least, at least they tried to open the, to lo- unlock the door. But like, if it was me, I'd be banging the oh, shit yeah. out of the Same. door. And I'd be like, is anyone in there? Why is it locked? It can only be locked if someone's inside. But that is incorrect. It can also be locked if you nap and the wind comes in, shuts the door and turns the lock. The amount of times that's happened to me, unbelievable. Like, I, like, I mean, we, of course we suspected this happening, but, like, man, when okay. it did, first, okay, first off, when she started with the, like, I'm cold, I'm like, she suddenly got cold in the place her clothes reside, go get a sweater, <laughs> like, go get a sweater. 
Like, you don't need his jacket. Your clothes are in the same damn house. Go get one. Roll yourself up in the rug if you need to, but you don't need his stuff. Well, well, anyways. Oh, you know what I yeah. mean? Let's yeah. here nor there. Um, okay, the way they filmed that scene, it reminded me of a horror movie. With the way that, the, like, the quick shots, kind of a jiggly camera. I was like, this is not your typical love scene. It wasn't even, like, a passionate take your clothes off scene. It literally reminded me of a horror movie. I mean, she did say that Nicholas and Ava would regret it. <laughs> Like, right after? Yes, yes she did. That but little evil lady. But even his face. His face looked like, yeah, this is, none of this is okay, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. was, like you know, sometimes there's just so much magnetism and you're like, and, and build up. She was forcing it, right? And, okay, you know what? Now that I'm saying this, it kind of fits, right? Because that's sort of, like, the feeling you get, like, she's really pushing and she's pushing. That is it, right? She was in there, mm-hmm. last-ditch effort, pushing, and you felt it. Like, she really manipulated and pushed the situation. So, no, it wasn't like, I'm super attracted to you. It was like, I had some alcohol, and I'm in a really bad space, and oopsie-poopsies, I assumed we broke up, even though we officially <laughs> didn't break up. I jumped the gun. Like, when he was talking to Ava, he's like, I wish you told me before. Before what? Before I napped, because um, so disoriented, <laughs> and I woke up with bad thoughts. <laughs> like, I just couldn't believe this. And then all the while, Spencer's just eating a sandwich. Oh, that sandwich looks so good, though. But just the fact that that happened, like <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm like, he's just eating a sandwich, and his dad's just banging away. Like I just, <laughs> I can't. Like I can't. Like Spencer, can't, like Spencer doesn't give a crap about Esme, right? Mm. But the point is, like. We, we keep, like, this is going to be really bad. Like, not only does Ava oh not trust Nicholas, but to know that, like, Spencer, like, because remember, she says, Spencer has his youth as an excuse. Yep. But his youth isn't an excuse. Nope. He knows exactly who she is. Youth and all. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and, like, I absolutely love the Spencer scenes today. So when they're talking about offering the house, not offering them a house, and he would like to stay at the island, and he was just like, wow what a generous offer and it was just like his <laughs> delivery so amazing. was amazing and then when Ava <laughs> left to go like I'm gonna do the transfer he's like I'll come with you and like in that exaggerated tone and you would think right that they're colluding or that they're working together yes. and I was like did Ava catch that he walked out to double check if that's okay with you and she in turn Ooh. had a very casual like she had a normal conversation as if she was talking about someone she cares about you know what I mean it's like it's like those two I don't even think they know you're getting along like, like I, I don't know, even think they knew friends. that they didn't even know no. that like, <laughs> like I, I freaking love that moment and it's like we all thought that they would bond over Trina and that would be the thing to reignite their really cute friendship that started years ago and like maybe all of this is really about Ava and Spencer ultimately it has to be like ever since that scene where Portia was speaking to Spencer and Ava's like, get inside. And he didn't bat an eyelash. He just listened to her. And he had a somewhat normal conversation with her that started at Kelly's. Yeah. And yeah. this whole thing, I was like, oh my God, like the fact that they're being pushed together and they're going to start kind of speaking more and Esme's acting weird and she's going to say that Nicholas is acting weird. Like I'm loving that they're pushing them close together. I mean, because Nicholas, forget it. Like he just made too many wrong decisions. I mean, Ava pointed out to Nicholas 
very specifically, which I love that she can tell him the truth in a way that I think he somewhat gets it as opposed to other people where uh, Nicholas was saying how he was disappointed that Spencer chose the money and not him. Yeah. And Ava's yeah. like, well, look at it from his perspective. Like he could think the same thing about you when you were here. I was like, damn girl, that's good. That was amazing. And you know, when she told Spencer, like she says, like I support, you know, I want your dad to be happy and I want, I support your relationship. Like she flat out told him, yeah. I support the relationship. And remember when she was, she was talking to Esme, Mm-hmm. She said something as long as you're, she was, why don't you go terrorize another family as long as it's not mine? Yes. Right? <laughs> and like, I love that because, you know, she, like, this is what I mean. They declared so much love to each other and completely <laughs> overlooked because to her, her family was Spencer. It's Nicholas. It's Trina. Like, that's her family and Avery. Like, that, that's her family. And it included mm-hmm. Spencer in that statement. Because she was happy, she was far away from Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> Even better was when Cam showed up to think he was maybe solving the whole problem. And he's got a lot of problems, this poor kid. But they are so cute. These two are freaking scene stealers. Like, I love them together. When he was, like, talking to Spencer, and Spencer's like, I lost it. I just needed to cool down. I went for a ride. And Cam's, like, favorite line, I'm assuming on horseback because you're you. And it's just, yes. like, their whole interactions are just amazing. <laughs> Like, there's just something so magical about those two. Like, it, I can't, I can't even, I can't get enough of that. Also, super adorbs, Cameron works at the Metro Court, too. Yes, he today, does. Today, <laughs> today, today, he, he was at, like, I swear, being at the pool and wearing that shirt, total Saved by the Bell summer oh vibes when, when they all worked at that, like, resort thingy for the summer. Anyways, I yes. love that. Oh my God, so good. You very much loved it. I was shocked actually by the scene that they brought back Sunny's son to do an apology. I thought that was really a nice way of just acknowledging from the outside perspective what happened to them. We always see Joss and Cam and what they're going through, but we haven't seen anybody's reaction outside of their family as to how it would affect somebody who looked at her as a piece of meat and then realized that what he did was wrong. No, I love that. But at the same time, I kind of realized, you know, like we're going into the summer vibes and you know Sonny Sun's a really great actor so it would be interesting I mean look he's on the show he he's like it, it would he would make an interesting character right to grow like the younger cast I agree like I like when they add on kind of a little bit more of the teen scene for the summer well you know how you said you know what if like you know Cam and Joss like things don't work and like Trina gets sort of paired out with like Rory and we're like well where does that leave Joss you know there's a good chance she'll find a new friend that is true (laughs) i want to see honestly i want to see a cam spencer summer bromance i'm not gonna lie them going to the pool and hanging out hanging out and shooting pool like i just want to see them hanging out and being cute but helping each other like i want to see spencer okay because he is growing into this like more responsible caring like he's really trying his best but he offered he offered to help Cam take care of his brothers. I would kind of love to see these two college boys maybe living at Elizabeth's trying to take care of, like, their brother cousins. So, like, younger, a full house And working together. Yeah, like, I think it would be really cute and adorable. But definitely want to see more Cam and Spencer. And, like, honestly, nothing better than, like, having watched this soap for forever and getting to see Taggart 
in the scenes I saw today, like with his family, with his daughter, in a dating scenario, much less a cop that he clearly has zero respect for. It was amazing to me. I could not get over Portia's awkward laughs. It killed. It was amazing. It's so on point. She's like, okay, everything is getting a little heavy right now. Tagger needs to calm down. I'm just going to do this laugh. This laugh seems to help me. And like, like, she freaked out, right? Because she's trying to be supportive of her daughter. Rory's obviously a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And and then when the dad's like, I don't need to tell Lockie out. Portia's freaking out. Trude is like, yeah, I'll just give my dad a warning look. <laughs> and like, I think Rory can handle it. She's like, leave so I can squeal. It was just the best. It was the best. It was so good. And I love how happy they were together and just kind of, I know Spencer likes her, but I really love Trina with Rory and how excited her mom is. I know. I know. Another very cute scene was Joss and Wiley at the park. Oh, yeah. That was adorable. I didn't know where that was going, but it was cute. It was so (laughs) cute where he was like, he texts you a lot. It was really adorable. Yeah, super cute. That kid, scene stealer, adorable. Also, this is just a a complaining thing on my part. So here's some, this is, (laughs) welcome to the logistics corner. Um, So... (laughs) One, who offers someone a job by talking to their sister, okay? Two, points and stars to Sam and Dante for explaining how they got Cody clothes. They didn't, they didn't have to. <laughs> they, they didn't have they, to. They, they never had to. But they made a point of saying, thank goodness you have that extra clothes so Michelle could rest easy watching this scene. <laughs> and her brain won't hurt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But then it hurt when I was like, who the hell in HR is like, we got a random CV. Let's hire this person. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Check with his sister. Check with his sister. And then we'll go from there. Like, what? <laughs> Anyways. Love Logistics corner. <laughs> I th- and we're going to make this a regular segment. I love it. With that music, we're going to just record that jingle. <laughs> we did all of the things. We covered all the stuff. Do you have yes. any favorite lines? Okay, basically, (laughs) (laughs) like, everything, everything Brit said, okay, Mm -hmm. and Nicholas, that is my utter favorite. I think it was the wind and the bats. Oh, my God, that's so funny. I think those were the best things I've heard, like, ever. Okay, amazing. Um, Any other stars? Those are the two. Oh, Willow, Willow. But I gave yes. it to her in a story early in the week. But it's a lot. I give her a lot. A lot of stars. Love it. I totally agree with those. I'm also going to give a, a mention to I love when Ava and Laura are in scenes together. So I just want to give a star to them. Um, in terms of favorite lines, I thought it was really funny when Drew and Britt were together. And she's like, ah, I think I'm going to leave now. Like, I don't want to be here. He's like, you survived your demented brother on Cassidy Island. And you can't hack this. <laughs> I do like that, right? Like drawing the comparison between complete soap craziness to just like <laughs> dating. Like, how do we go from this? You know what I mean? How do you go from what happened on Cassidyne Island to like this dating slash charity event? It kills me. And, and like you said, everything <laughs> that Britt said, another thing that she said that was so funny when she was in her big rant, she's like, poor Charles is the anti Cupid, but poor Charles isn't a person. Cupid is just a chubby baby. <laughs> that was so good. Like, they let, they need to let her rip like this. It's so funny, this sillier Brit. 
Oh my God, totally. And one of the things that Willow said that really got me and it kind of made me giggle is that you wear those heart pendants, but you're heartless. I know, I know. (laughs) It's like everything else she said was like hardcore. And then that, it was cute. I get it, I get it, but it was Willow. It was Willow. I loved it. I love that the necklace still got a scene. In I know. The court case. <laughs> and it, it, it'll continue to get highlighted, right? It got so much screen time today. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> <laughs> They're like guest star, heart pendant necklace. <laughs> I know, two of them. <laughs> oh my God. So we did all the things, we covered all this stuff. Yes. Everybody, have an awesome weekend. And that's a wrap. Bye. Bye. 